0: Welcome everyone. I am your host, Angelo Santiago, and this is the We Are The Men podcast, a show that is dedicated to sharing the stories of men who are all connected by a commitment of having a positive impact on this world through the actions they take in their own lives. My guest today is Graham Ford, AKA Super G. He's the founder of Man Align a men's work organization based in Canmore, Alberta, Canada, supporting men traveling the path from their head back to their heart. So today I'm excited to have you, Super G. We've known each other for some time now. It's always an honor to be with you in person or just having deep conversations with you in the virtual setting or on the phone. Excited to hear both about what you and Manaline are bringing through on this journey for men and also a little bit about your own journey from your head to your heart, which is uh, a massive heart I know personally. So thanks for being here, Super G. Uh,
1: Thanks so much, brother, really excited and honored and just grateful to be in this space with you and with all these brothers who who are listening to this, brothers, sisters, everyone. So yeah, excited, feeling ready and just grateful.
0: All right. Let's get into it. You know, I love when I have people on the show before we get deep into, okay, what are you doing now? And, and what where were you? And what's your life been like and led you to the calling that you're bringing through now? Just to paint a picture for those listening to see, you know, maybe someone can relate exactly to where you are. It's like the season of life you find yourself in. Like what is coming alive for you in this moment, this time of the year? Now it's getting a little bit darker. The things that are coming through you... What's your calling in this moment? So to share a little bit about your season of life.
1: Whew. Yeah, what a humzinger to start, brother. <laughs> the season of my life that that I'm in right now is, is one of things are blooming. Things are starting to come through from a lot of these seeds that we've planted for a long time. And, and my job right now, one of the jobs I see myself in right now is really ensuring that I'm keeping the balance of staying with the natural season of going slow, taking things slow, sleeping, eating, just being in a space of reverence while I watch things grow as opposed to a space of how do I grow them better or what do they need to be clipped, what needs to be pulled up and checked for roots. In my life right now, this is a a time of trust in all areas and, and a time of surrender and discernment around what's coming through is exactly what needs to come through. And that the offerings that are being provided and being shared with myself are exactly what's needed. And I don't need to know. (laughs) I need to trust and be with it. Take those deep breaths, sit back and say, okay, here we are. Because my season before this, which was for about a decade, was one of could aptly be described as uh, perhaps a bit of a frantic energy everything's moving so quickly it's so beautiful this is so important this is so potent men's work it's going to save the world heck yeah and trust in it this is a long game it's a slow game and the game's moving so don't pull it up (laughs) don't pull it up (laughs) so
0: yeah some seasons has that let's go energy right like let's go like we're going we feel the fire we feel the heat it's time to go it's time to take action it's time to move and then What I hear you describing in the season that you're in right now, it's like, let's slow down. Let's breathe. Let's feel into what's around us and let that inform us instead of us informing the area around us. So, you know, you mentioned that like, previously to that 10 years of, of not being in that surrender and that trusting. So I'm assuming how are you feeling in that season right now? Like, is it challenging for you still? Is it something that you've found practices that really support you in allowing that to happen? Is it a struggle?
1: Yeah, it's all those things. I would say uh, for me, this season of trust and surrender is not one I'm familiar with. It's not my innate nature. It's a part of my nature, but it's not a nature that I've practiced a lot. So for me, it's, it can really be be a struggle. And for me, what comes up being able to be in the space is that my discipline through practice has provided me the ability to be in here, right? And those disciplines and practices, a lot of them I've learned through Sacred sons. I've learned in different men's containers, but it's really up to me <laughs> to do that. and. And I know for myself, if I'm deep in, in a feminine energy of feeling, which is often what I associate with surrender, just being in the feeling. It's super beautiful, but I get very little done there in regards to quote unquote, things done. So I need to be able to have that breath in and that breath out as well and step into more of a masculine energy and say, okay, cool. This is what I need to do today. These are my acts of trust today. And how am I doing these? And there's no, I might do these or not. These are non negotiable. And that's how I know when I'm in alignment. And it leaves me <laughs> in this season of discomfort that's important. Like just because it's not comfortable doesn't mean it's not important. I could shift this and go, okay, cool. Let's go back to a frenetic buzzing energy, a really creative piece of let's lay, let's throw the psychic spaghetti on the wall and see what sticks. But, <laughs> but, This is not the time of my life for that. I've done that. I know what six and I I see the spaghetti sliding down the wall, (laughs) you know, and when I referenced 10 years ago, that was kind of the point in my life where I stepped into men's work randomly and other things because I was being driven by unacknowledged traumas that were both in my cultural lines, my ancestral lines, my own life experience on this rotation that I was letting drive the bus. and. For me, numbing was done through predominantly excessive busyness. And that worked really, really well.
0: Yeah. I just uh, yeah, I'm holding my hand up because I can relate along with, with so many other checking out tactics, numbing out tactics. And to be honest, like a full disclosure that like excessive busyness is the one that still has a grip on me today. I still love to tinker and to create new ideas and develop things. And, and I find that as a way to to kind of check out from things that are maybe asking me to slow down, take a look at this. The other stuff, the stuff that was like wrecking my life, I've been able to get a, a good understanding of those, get the support I needed around those, make huge drastic changes in my life to to push those down and push those away and know that when I'm leaning towards them again, how to get support to get me to lean the right way. But yeah, I feel you on the excessive busyness and the desire to I don't know succeed, to make something happen, to create all that stuff still still sticks with me. So I can relate definitely to what you're saying. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, for a long time I identified that as being like a negative aspect of myself. I was like, oh fuck. Like if I'm being excessively busy, it's because I'm avoiding. Um and the reality and truth for me is excessive busyness is a beautiful tool and a beautiful gift that I have. But it's just like our brother Kevin Walton says, you know, awareness precedes choice in in all ways. Why am I being excessively busy in this moment? Oh, because I, I want to and I'm choosing to. Great. As opposed to this is just how my life operates. And <laughs> so, yeah, this is this is a tricky time of my life and different. My son's graduating high school, mortgages are coming up, all these things around like well, where do I go? What do I I do? And that can easily, those larger points in my life can easily send me into a state of excessive busyness. So it's like, all right, just like our bodies, breath in, breath out. I can be with the feels. And I need to go move my body. And I can create something. And I need to go take some breaths, you know? Like, because I'm definitely at a stage where I'm like, ooh, mameline's growing. <laughs> my life's changing, all these things, oh. Do it all. That doesn't actually end well for me, historically. <laughs> yeah.
0: So we'll get into a little bit more about ManAligned and and its growth and what it's doing, you know, in Canada and also you know spreading beyond that, beyond those borders. And we touched a little bit on your story. You know, you talked about a little ten years ago. Around that time is when you, you stepped into this. You, you found yourself kind of numbing out through different ways. And you tapped a little bit into like what happened, what shifted in your life. But I want to go a little bit deeper there. If there's anything else you want to share, because maybe there's some men right now listening, or maybe just anyone listening who knows somebody that could hear this story and could support them. That's just like, yeah, I'm in a phase of my life right now where I'm not fully paying attention. It's like, like you said, the excessive busyness back then was just running your life. Whereas now you've gotten kind of an understanding of why it's shown up. You have the awareness, you're making the choice. Here, I will be busy. Here, I will take some time to slow down. Clearly, it took a long path to come to that realization, to that capacity to handle it. So share a little bit about that, if you would.
1: Totally. Yeah. In a brief synopsis, I'm 42 now. So Right around my early thirties, I'd experienced in my life early in childhood some different forms of, of violence that, you know, I was never able to share with anyone. So I just internalized and kept those secrets. <laughs> secrets was a big kind of statement in my life for a long time within me. And then I was always a busy guy. I was always someone who's traveling, learning about things. Little G who's my, my inner little one. Has a big fear around being alone when he was little. When he was alone, bad things often kinda of happened. So he associates those two things together or did. So I started to be more excessively busy. And I founded a school, which was amazing. Oh my god, what a what a gift, you know? I love teaching, and I made this school the best school I possibly ever could for all the little boys and little girls and mums and dads and uncles and cousins and for little G. And I was in there nonstop while also, you know, raising my son with my ex-beloved and all these components and no amount of doing was ever enough. And the telltale sign for me was actually that I was unable to sleep. And then I started, you know, kind of self-medicating more, a little bit of drinking here and there, some grass, and then more of that. But the excessive busy was balancing it out. So there was never a functional problem with those things. Cause I always had places to be <laughs> and then one day I just couldn't sleep and it just stopped, it just stopped, didn't get out of bed, got taken off work for a little bit. Oh shit. What do I do? Well, that was the God saying, now's your time to remember. And first of all, I didn't want to remember and B I had no idea what the fuck I was supposed to remember. But just like, you know, that fancy book by Russell Van Bessel, or whatever the body keeps the score, that's how I started to remember. And I'd remember by, you know, little flashbacks of the sound of a door when it's locked and a hand is going click, 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 things like this, and I never really knew. And things were just too scary, and my life more or less imploded inward. And my ex beloved who's one of my best friends, saved my life in a lot of ways, both literally and figuratively my son my dog my best friends and i didn't know i just knew that what i was doing was no longer working so then what i tried knew was to drink and although that numbed for a while it never made it go away so now i'm stuck because right? mm-hmm. i can't even be excessively busy because now i'm not working <laughs> so it was really a big catch-22 for me in that way and i didn't want to remember and thankfully, I had a, a great therapist at the time, and I started to slowly remember And I went on the path of, you know, being able to meet little G, meeting little G for the first time, hold space for him, being able to remind him that I got his back like vertebrae, and then nobody's going to be able to get to him anymore. They'll have to go through me. So... You know, I'm a big believer that there's no capital T or little t trauma. There's just trauma is trauma. And it's loosely defined as an experience someone has where they can't share it with someone else. I had a lot of those experiences. So I kept them inside. And then I became a full adult (laughs) man making babies, but was still operating from scared, scared little boy, especially in some states. So it was a a cyclical piece. And then I randomly found men's work, Mankind Projects. A bunch of old brothers up here, great dudes, um, kind of hanging out with my dad, my dad's dad. <laughs> and then I was blessed enough by my, my ex partner to go and have some experience with Sacred Sons, and that changed my life. And the, the biggest piece that I often tell people is that for me, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I knew that I couldn't sleep and I felt terrible, and I'm a pretty skinny character by by nature. I'm about 6'3, 170, and I dropped to 150 pounds. I was like, couldn't. I was just miniature and one of the biggest pieces for me on this journey of kind of like self-healing was recognizing that i'm not the only one all of our stories are different but the red thread is the same and so then then it becomes what our brother Calais would would refer to as the beautiful burden this piece of like well shit, man now you know Fuck, what do i do with that <laughs> right <laughs> So carrying that, and that's the synopsis of like going into this wound of pain that I didn't know was there, didn't want to know, and certainly did not enjoy. But knowing that if I don't go in, I'm not going to be in the world. And also recognizing that I'm drinking at such a rate that I can't even exit the world. I've tried and it just doesn't work. I literally can rock climb fairly okay. (laughs) I can tie knots with my eyes closed if we're on a wall in the dark but I couldn't do it then. Hmm. And that's the gods being like, hey bro, it's not your time. And I'm like, but it hurts too much. Please just make this stop. And they're like, well, there's a way to make this stop, but it's through the path of remembrance. So what do you wanna remember? I don't wanna remember a goddamn thing. Well, we're gonna be with you. And we're gonna show you a bro, a brotherhood that's also gonna be with you. My bro's randomly texting me. Hey dude, thinking about you. Hey, Super G, how's Canada, is it cold? As I'm violently crying and shaking in my truck, being like, why the fuck did you send that message? Right? I didn't have a pre recorded voicemail that was going to go out to that guy. Shit. So that's the work. So now I need to go into the remembrance. Right. And when I can go to experiences, look in the eyes of other bros and go, man, this is a tough mofo. Wow. Some of these guys have tattoos on their faces. Wow. These guys have muscles bigger than my whole body. Wow, this guy sings in tune. These guys are legends. And then recognize we're all a part of the same red string. That for me was really like, holy shit. Maybe this is what life is. So now what do I do with this beautiful burden? I'm not <laughs> I'm not any better or any worse than anyone else. I'm just a dude doing the best that I could. And I did the best that I could until I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And then I did more because my other option was to not be here. And I couldn't even fulfill that. If I could have fulfilled that, I wouldn't be here. People would just say, oh yeah, that skinny guy who used to live up there, yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. But it's like, yeah, to come. (laughs) When people ask me, why is men's work important? I'm like, because it saves lives. And when they're like oh well you know i'm like no literally <laughs> it's like a life jacket <laughs> it's like a seatbelt. like this saves lives it might be annoying it might not be something you always want to put on but this saves lives so and it might be your life it might be someone else's life reality is right men are dying who don't need to die period period so let's have the conversations.
0: Let's keep Ooh. going. You know? Yeah, brother. Yeah. <laughs> let's thank you. First of all, thank you, man. That was deep and really open hearted. I just want to take a, a nice long breath for everything that you shared today here. Mm. <sighs> and I'm sure there's a lot of people that have heard that, that either can relate to it themselves or maybe in hearing your story, just Somebody popped into their head of like, yeah, I get the sense that this this guy's going through that same thing too. You you shared a lot of things that I want to just kind of reiterate. You started off talking about secrets. Secrets are just they're painful. And we we all start off with a lot of them. Some of oh. us are still holding on to some of them, but like that's what I find beautiful in consciously created spaces that we find in the men's work space where we get the opportunity to share openly. And vulnerably. And those secrets that we've been holding on to that, like, nobody's going to understand this. Nobody, I can't ever say this out loud. You start to realize, like you said, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one holding on to this. Right. And we get to hear that, like, yeah, I have all these things that I'm burdened by that that are, are hard and that I've experienced that I start to let it out. But then you also get to see what you're describing, like, oh my God, like, look at these amazing dudes out here. Look at all these things that they're doing. Look at how cool they are. Look at how strong they are. Look at how open-hearted they are and loving they are. And then you start seeing like, me too, me too. Like, I see that in them, me too. He also shared about the importance of support. You know, you briefly mentioned therapists, you talk about the importance of your ex-partner, the friends, people who sent you text messages, who checked up on you. That's a reminder for everyone listening. It's like, make sure you have that support network and make sure that you reach out to somebody too, so that you can support others.
1: Yeah. And you know, you know, brother, like one of my beloved, my beloved dog, my best friend passed away in September and she was and remains one of my biggest supports in the way that Before I spoke it, she felt it. The first time I spoke it, she heard it. And the other piece, and I think this is really important for men, particularly in my circles, and hopefully other men resonate with this, but this awareness that we're not the only one, connection to source, whatever that is for you. When I go skate, I have a connection to source. When I take a breath in, I have a connection to source. When I put my hand on my heart, it's in that awareness those chants, those songs, those prayers, touching the trees, putting my taking my shoes off. I'm like, whoa, here's my support. Because when it's too big for anyone, and my ex-beloved would teach this to my son, I remember laying with him and saying this, when it's too big, you know, big emotions, I'm four, ah, the cartoon isn't working, and the cheese stack is wrong, and ah, I'll. give it to big mama, give it to the earth, because she's the only one who can hold it and she wants to hold it. She's the only one. So for me, when I'm deep in it, deep in it, laying in bed, can't move out, ah, my reset is giving it to big mama. I might be outside, I might be putting my hands and feet on the ground saying, I don't know what to do with this, I just can't hold it. There's a reason why men have terrible posture. It's not because we're born in the world going like this. It's because we take it, take it, take it. and don't know where to give it. Where can I give this? Where can I give this? I can't give it to my partner, that's codependency. I can't give it to my kid, that's ancestral trauma. I can't, ah, ah, I can't figure it out. Give it to big mama. Go for a hike. Put your hand on a tree. Tell her, right? It's the same with pets. My dog was not a huge dog, not a, not a small dog, not like a cat dog. But, um, but that dog at 60 pounds could hold more things than entire cultures. Cause she would just take it. She want to take it. She's part of Big Mama, part of the earth. It's not yours to hold. Gee, it's not yours to hold, Angela. Mm -hmm. You feel it, but it doesn't mean you have to hold it. And how do we learn to do that as men? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that,
0: (laughs) because that is something that you've kind of it seems like found to be part of your calling amongst many other things. But you are bringing opportunities for men to come together through Align to support them, for them to learn how to support themselves, to support each other. So talk a little bit about with where you are now. What is aligned? What is it that you found to be your calling to bring into these spaces?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. So Man is a men's work organization based here in, in Canmore in Canada. Essentially what we are and what we do is we walk beside men on that path in between their head and their heart back to the feeling piece. And we we have little events, offerings, weekend events, one day events, online offerings for men to learn different strategies, techniques and tactics to come back to their heart a place that maybe they haven't seen before. What I found in my life to be really important is that as a man, I need to see another man do it, <laughs> whether that's playing hockey, whether it's playing football, whether it's working on a car, whether it's singing a prayer, I need to see that. I need to know that somebody else does I'm not a great singer. I know the same amount of men's work stuff as the average person. But what I do know is that creating containers where men can come together, the brilliance comes from the container from the men we walk beside. Right. This isn't there's no gurus like that. That's long. Hopefully it never was. But what we do is we just provide environments for men to come together and authentically relate and connect so that they can do that, not just within that container, but outside in their lives as well. And watch what happens in their life, because the answer for how are you feeling is not busy (laughs) or, you know, that's not actually a feeling that's something that you're experiencing so really just creating spaces for men to be able to do that and what, what I'm seeing globally is there's this movement towards mental health and, and well-being and people being aware that like whoa shit there's more than just my physical body or whoa there is my physical body that's great and how do we just provide opportunities for men to come into these places and say cool I can do this together in brotherhood and now I can take this out and do this on my own and have that support because we don't need more men dying. We don't need more misalignment. And the reality is we're, we'll all step into misalignments all the time throughout our day. I made 6,000 mistakes before I hopped on this call today and I literally was trying to boil water. So here's the, here's the reality. But it's the awareness I have in those. So how do I want to behave when I'm stepping out of alignment as opposed to before? I don't even know what alignment is or that I'm stepping out of it. My life is just happening in this right. life. No, no, no. I'm choosing this. I'm choosing this. And it's it's okay. I got a punching bag in the garage. You know, I, I wail on that. I, <laughs> there's many misaligned different things that happen in my day, but I get to decide how I react to
0: them, yeah with this right yeah man again you touched on so many things that that, that the piece there's having the awareness like even not even knowing what being out of alignment even is for oneself right because we all have to define our own values like what what are our priorities what are our values what are my pillars of life like what do I hold importance of and am I being the way that I hold the value to right if, if honesty is a value of mine am I being honest right if community and family are like an important pillar of my life am I putting in the energy and the love into my community and my family in the same way that I'm doing it into this business but if like purpose is my most important thing great like am I focusing on that or am I kind of wasting away on all other things so that was huge there's just so much that you dropped in there even the the part about being able to see other men go through something or do something before you can do it I know early on in my, journey of coming to an awareness of who I was and what I was doing and what I was not doing. I remember going to my first men's weekend and just seeing men cry and seeing men just melt into a puddle of grief. And then seeing men hold release rage and anger. And I was always brought up like, no, no, no. You, you kind of like hold that stuff inside. You don't allow anyone else to see it for sure. Like maybe you in a corner in a dark room by yourself. But when I saw somebody else do it, I was the, the only thing that came to me that entire weekend was like, wait, this is a way? This is this is okay. Totally. And I wasn't, that was the first step I took. And like that weekend, that was like the gold that I got out of it. I didn't, I didn't allow myself to do it because I wasn't ready for it. I still had all the armor and the shields up and everything, but that was the first step I took. And then I took another step and then another step. And that's the journey. We just keep taking steps. And even where I am today, oh man, there's so many more steps to take. Just like you said, even today, right? All the things that i like, man, there's still so many more steps. So I think we dropped some, some beautiful, just- Opportunities for those who are listening, no matter where they are in their journey, whether it's their first step that they're nervous to take, or they've taken a hundred steps and they're looking at that hundred first step. So as so we kind of start to tighten this up and close it out. I want to give you some space. Just like, is there any one thing you want to leave the listeners with from Super G's heart from, you know, maybe some experience that whenever a man steps into the circle of man aligned, they're like, Hey, if you don't leave with anything, but this today, here's what I want you to know.
1: Yeah. I'll um, say, I'll say two things. One, I went to countless, countless men's circles, events, flights, experiences before I ever stepped in and shed a tear. I was like, I don't know why I'm coming back here. This is powerful, but this isn't my shit. <laughs> okay, I'm not like that guy, but I definitely I want that guy to know I'm his homie. So step in regardless of what you're feeling in that that space. The other piece I'll say is this. I've been doing this for about four and a half years now. We had COVID here for a long time in Canada and I've I've run little weekly circles where I just sit. You know, who am I? Super G. I'll tell some jokes, talk about hockey, do some agreements, whatever. Maybe, maybe talk about an emotion. Who knows? Take a breath. And countless of those, no one has come. And I set mine up on Saturday nights. Because I'm like, if you come on Saturday night, you really want to be here. And a couple years ago, I was sitting about half an hour in and no one was there. And I was kind of lazing about on my phone. And a bro showed up. I, I don't drink alcohol, but he reeked like a brewery. Okay, and he's like, hey, is this the dudes? And I was like, oh, hey, bro. Like, yeah. He's like, where's everybody? I'm like, uh, you're the only one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's a bright surprise. And uh, we chatted. And he would found out his partner was in a relationship with someone else, having an affair. And he had two kids at home. And his plan was he was going to get smashed, which he was, he'd, he'd succeeded in that. And he was going to drive into oncoming traffic. But he heard on our poster that there was snacks. So he stopped. We talked about this for a while and out of my own pocket I paid for a hotel room for this guy and I, I got in his truck which was definitely not parked legally and drove him to a hotel. And I said, you know, call me by ten in the morning. Just text me. Okay? Room's on me. You got breakfast. Like, I'm gonna ten thirty, no call. So I'm sitting there going, Man, do I call the police and do a welfare check? I'll give it till eleven. This guy texts at eleven, just before eleven, and says, Hey man. Thanks. I'm hungover. I've made it. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to go see a buddy. It's like, okay, here's the reality. That guy today works construction about half an hour down the road. I see him periodically. He's never been to another circle, never come to another man's event. but here's the reality. That guy would be dead. His children would not have a father. His siblings would not have a brother. His parents would not have a son. All the people in his life who knew him would feel that. And that's trauma all over the place. (laughs) So our job is to just show up. Just fucking show up. Don't go home. Don't avoid it. You don't need any magic potion. Magic potions are cool, but you don't need it because you already have the magic, and the magic is your presence. So you keep fucking showing up. Sorry, I'm not supposed to swear. You keep, uh, you keep showing up.
0: No, you swear, man? That deserves that you keep fucking showing up, man. Oof.
1: And we all show up in our own ways, but keep showing up in whatever way that is. Keep doing the podcast. Keep, you know, looking across the field when you're walking and you see the old lady walking by herself and say good morning. Whatever your magic is, touch the tree. It's in you. It's not something you need to find, it's something that you are. Stay in that space. We don't need people dying. That guy had a shitty day. really shitty day. I didn't tell that guy not to kill himself. I said, bro, there's a hotel over here. Can I drive you there? That's it. That's it. You want a drink? You want to end it? That's your call, bro. My job is just to show up. Just show up. And that's what we do.
0: Keep showing up. That's right. Keep showing up. Keep showing up for yourselves, for your community, for your loved ones, for random people you've never met before. Just keep showing up.
1: The reason why is because spirit always shows up for you yeah if you don't believe that go look outside look at all the ways the Spirit's showing up for you
0: Ooh, super g <laughs> love talking to you man <laughs> well listen if anybody felt anywhere close to how i felt in, in hearing what you just shared and they're like I, I need to just learn a little bit more about this guy learn about man aligned maybe there's a chance for me to connect with this guy or just show up and and see what he has to to offer in this beautiful world how can they find out more about you and manalign
1: oh brother thank you manaligned at instagram manaligned is our main communication piece the other piece is manaligned.com uh, that's our website we have uh, offerings every month in person circles. We have online circles. We have online offerings around the four masculine archetypes. We have a single day immersion coming up in December in Calgary. We have a deep dive, which is sort of a three day, we're getting into it <laughs> piece in Calgary in January. And I'm a certified therapeutic counselor. So I do that work as well with individuals and with groups. So for brothers who may want to come to an event but go, he oh, I'm not sure, know that we can utilize benefits if people have access to those. And we don't turn men away. No one's ever turned away for lack of funds. We're here for it because this is how we change the world. We're building culture. Angela, you're building culture with this. I'm building culture with this. Whatever this new way is.
0: And we're committed to it. You know, I can feel it when I talk to, to a man like you, to so many men in the circle that I run. It's like, I can feel it. Like, this is about making positive change and that's what i said at the beginning of this podcast and that's truly what i believe for what it is that i'm doing is like i just want these stories to be heard like we are all committed to the same thing and that's having an impact that is going to be supportive to families to communities to the world and it all starts with one person showing up talking to another one talking to another one. And we all come in this together. So beautiful brother. I have one last thing I love to do with guests on the show. And this invites you into a little bit of a visualization and see what comes through you, what words spirit decides to run through you and share with the world. And so take a moment, take a deep breath. And if you're listening, I always invite you to join along to see what comes through you. So you find yourself on an open field. Thousands of men are with you, and you are about to address the world. You begin to speak, and I want you to finish this sentence. We are the men who...
1: Lead with love, lead through love, and our love. Beautiful.
0: Thank you, Super G of Man Aligned, Graham Ford. Thank you for joining us on We Are The Men podcast. We Are The Men is a global movement and I wanna invite you, the listeners, to be a part of it. Go to wearethemen.com to sign up for our mailing list to learn how you can get involved. If you liked what you heard, take a moment to rate and follow this podcast to help us reach more listeners all of us know a man who could benefit from hearing these conversations and engaging with our community. Please, please share this podcast today with someone you know. I'm Angelo Santiago, and we are The Men.